With Long Island local news on Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Did you renew your New York driver's license during the COVID-19 pandemic? If so, you could be one of 44,000 people whose licenses were suspended as of Friday. You could also be risking a fine of up to $500. When the pandemic was at its worst, Department of Motor Vehicles offices were closed, so the department let drivers renew their licenses without the required eye test. James Barron reporting in the New York Times that those who took advantage of the offer, which applied to licenses expiring between uh, March 2020 and August 2021, had to self-certify that they met the vision requirement, but results of a vision test had to be submitted within a year. The department eventually announced the deadline for submitting vision test results would be November 26 more than a year after DMV offices had reopened and self-certification programs were over. The DMV says it mailed out reminders with a warning that those who missed the deadline would have their licenses automatically suspended on December 1st. The department also sent an email notice to drivers it had email addresses for and called those it had phone numbers for. It also posted an alert on its website, but thousands of other people waited or ignored the reminders, including 3,900 from Suffolk County who had their driver's licenses suspended on the first of this month, uh, five days ago, four days ago. Anyone who drives with a suspended license risks fines of 200 to $500 and up to 30 days in jail to help avoid that. The DMV's website has a list Vision providers approved to administer the test. The department said it needed about five days to process a test once it had been filed. In other news, after two years of soccer, players who headed the ball the most showed changes of brain structure similar to cases of mild traumatic brain injury with a slight but measurable decline in memory, according to a recent study. Nicholas Spangler reporting on Newsday.com that researchers followed amateur adult soccer players from Long Island and across the tri-state area. The study joins a growing body of research into the cumulative effects of subconcussive injuries that athletes may ignore or not notice because of no immediate symptoms. In extreme cases, repeated head injuries can lead to degenerative Conditions such as chronic traumatic encephalopathy, encephalopathy, excuse me, or CTE, sometimes found in the brains of people who have played contact sports or been exposed to explosions. I'm going to say that again. Encephalopathy, CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Gosh, I love words like that. The study presented late last month in Chicago at the annual meeting of the uh, Radiological Society of North America is the first to show that there's a measurable decline in what the brain structure looks like over a two-year period in healthy young adults. That from lead author Dr. Michael L. Lipton, professor of radiology at Columbia University's Vigelos College of Physicians and Surgeons and an uh, affiliate professor of biomedical engineering at the school. Earlier studies in the field examined retired professional football players, but these are regular people who go to school, work, and play soccer recreationally, Lipton said. More than 25 million Americans play soccer or football, as it's known throughout the rest of the world. About 100,000 Long Islanders play the sport in youth and adult leagues, and many more do so in informal leagues or in pickup games. That according to Peter Pinori, Secretary General of the Eastern New York State Soccer Association, the sport's regional governing body, studies have shown a collision between a player's skull and a soccer ball typically generates force and acceleration that's weaker than a hit in football or a punch in boxing. A 2001 Journal of Athletic Training suggested, a study suggested that most opportunities for heading occur at uh, ball velocities of less than 40 miles per hour, below concussive but measurable nonetheless. And finally, after much public backlash against the Suffolk County IDA approval two months ago of $2.7 million in tax breaks for the proposed 
$44 million luxury hotel, the Enclaves, proposed on the main road in Southhold. The Suffolk County IDA will hold a local public hearing on the proposal next Monday, that's December 11th, at 4 p.m. at South uh, Southhold Town Hall, right on the main road after the bend. Uh, Beth Young of East End Beacon reporting that the Southhold Peconic Civic Association is planning a public information center uh, session about the tax abatements this coming Saturday. That's December 9th at 10 a.m. at the Peconic Community Center. That's seven, uh, 1170 Peconic Lane in Peconic. That's where I voted this year. All are welcome. Representatives of the enclaves, the IDA, and elected officials have been invited to attend. According to a press release from Southwold Town Supervisor Scott Russell announcing Monday's local hearing, Suffolk IDA, uh, quote, is authorized by New York State Municipal Law to extend financial assistance in the form of potential exemptions from New York State sales tax, property tax, and several other costs, such expenses can have substantial financial impacts on Southhold Town. And Supervisor Russell urges you to participate. End quote. Background information for next Monday's public hearing is available on the Suffolk County IDA website. Uh, that looks like SuffolkIDA.org. Very Simple website. Reading the weather in Port Jefferson in honor of restaurateur Adam Lovett and chefs Tom Shaudel and Michael Meehan. Uh, joining us at the bottom of the hour for the Tasty Tuesday segment to talk about a New Year's Eve party coming to the graceful rose. Looking like increasing clouds in Port Jeff with a high near 44 degrees. Northwest wind 8 to 10 Miles per hour tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 37 degrees. North wind, 5 to 11 miles per hour. Right now, it's 41 degrees. I want to give some love to Peconic Landing. Uh, they were the underwriters of our last segment. We didn't have a guest, but we did talk a bit about Joe O'Hare's benefit happening tomorrow night at Stephen Talkhouse. We're playing the Lucky Edition. I've got Colin Hay, uh, Long Island's Kerry Carney on deck after that, which incidentally, the last time I had him in here, I was saying how I have this dream that he and uh, Tom Shaudel jam together one day and I get to see it. Uh, Pokey Lafarge on deck after that before Daft Punk with uh, the Farrell, uh, uh, Williams and, Pharrell Williams excuse me, and Niall Rogers. Track you've heard a thousand times, a thousand million times even. Get Lucky uh, from 2013. Louis Armstrong and Gordon Jenkins and his orchestra on deck after that with an, a favorite of mine from when I was a kid, that lucky old son from 59, the Marias. We're the lucky ones. That single, I think it's like a a sort of kind of Christmas song. I've been playing like, Christmas slash holiday songs, maybe you, you haven't heard before. You certainly don't hear as often as maybe Wham. And a shout out to all of y'all facing down Whamageddon this holiday season. I'm not going to do it to you. So you know you're safe here on WLIWFM, Long Island's only local NPR radio station.
driver is a gentleman Says he comes from Spain He half turns his head and says Equipos de Nostrado Casta I tell you boy You look to me like you're some lucky bastard Lucky in our pride not to be outlasted I'm a stare not a sprinter just gonna be a lucky bastard lucky yeah lucky bastard I didn't miss my calling I walked the chosen path led me right up to her door I didn't have to ask she took off all her clothes skin of alabaster she said look at me and tell me you're not one lucky bastard lucky Drinker. 
Well, I'm so damn lucky. 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 I got the well trinket. Tables at the burger stand. You were sitting alone. I came up for your order and asked you what you want. You said, Do you really want to know? Just got to town, I didn't have a friend. I didn't even have a car Down at the three clubs I wrote you a poem And you bought the drinks at the bar Oh, then you fell in love with me Yes, you did, you took to A from Z Yes you did There was something You could see I was broken I was poor Then you said I could be yours Though I don't have A dime Even bums Get lucky Sometimes Have a plan No, I just want to be a regular guy Does that mean I could be your man? Not strong or fast, wasn't good in school Yes, when I sing I'm flat or short took your aim at me and you shot your arrow through my heart oh when you fell in love with me yes you did you took me to A from Z yes you did it was something Even bums get lucky sometimes. Just for hanging around Even bums get lucky sometimes 
She's up all night to the sun. I'm up all night to get some. She's up. 
We're up all night to get lucky. 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 Talking Brit Floyd in the WLIWFM studio. It's the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour, a little after 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. That means it's time for our Tasty Tuesday segment, underwritten by Southampton Arts Center. Honored to have in the studio with us restaurateur Adam Lovett and chefs Tom Shaudel and Michael Meehan. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. morning. So Brit, Brit, Brit Floyd. Is a is it a British Pink yeah, Floyd they're out cover of England, band? I guess, and uh, you know, a greatest tribute band I think I've ever heard. Stop uh, it! Yeah, they were better than Pink Floyd, actually. I've seen <laughs> really good. You so you've seen Pink Floyd? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them back in the seventies at the Coliseum. Thoughts, feelings? Yeah. yeah um, well, from what I remember, it oh, was yeah, it was Pink Floyd in the seventies. They actually did. Um, they did. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wish You Were Here back to back with no oh, warm up wow. band. It was just oh, insane. Wow. Yeah, it was great. What's the best show you've ever that you can remember? Uh, my best show was probably Steve Vai at the Beacon. Nice. Yeah. But Floyd was probably a, a close second, I would think. I, I played Kerry Carney earlier, and the last time I had him in the studio with us, I, I talk about how I would love to see you guys jam together. Oh, Kerry's a great player. Yeah. Great player. I would love to see that. I'm not. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently you guys look alike. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, once you go gray, you know, everybody looks alike. Yeah. <laughs> everybody looks alike. Like the grandpa. It's, it's Santa season, guys. That's right. All right. And, and Michael Meehan, also a, yeah. a, also a musician. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got a request for a track from Michael Meehan from, from your record that I asked you to bring, at, uh, Angel Midnight. So we're going to play, which, what track are we playing at the Right, end? so we're going to play uh, the track called um, Another Prayer, which is the fourth track on there. There's an EP that uh, I released about a year ago, and I tend to put, put some uh, recordings out in the world every couple of years. I'm working on one now. but So you released last year. That means were you yes. recording it through the, the pandemic? Yeah, exactly, writing and recording towards the end of the pandemic. In fact, a lot of these tracks I just uh, sent through the computer to a friend of mine, and he he built them in his studio. You know? Was that new for you? D- doing yes, it that way? That was definitely new. Usually, we'll we'll have musicians in the studio, kind of eyeball to eyeball. But this was uh was all like sending tracks and overdubbing and stuff. But but I have very talented friends, uh, including on this particular cut. When you're here, there's a guy named Brian Moritz that's from Hampton oh, yeah. Bay here. You yeah, know, yeah. Brian, yeah. So he's he's an excellent pedal steel player, and um. Got him to come in. So so after after we when we started the overdub thing when the pandemic was kind of dying out, Brian came in and put pedal steel down. Oh, I love it. And what what was it like uh, as a musician during the pandemic? Well, yeah, it was it was kind of like starting all over afterwards. You know, there wasn't too many. uh, There was no opportunities. I I like what a lot lot of people went online and started sharing their music, which I I liked, like because I liked putting on Facebook and seeing people playing music, you yeah, know, sure. right. and, and like like sharing that aspect of, of themselves. And so I thought that was a good thing that hope continues. But as far as gigs and musicians being in the same room, it was... Uh, Non-existent. You know, no, it didn't happen. I think uh, the only people that were really doing anything were at the clubhouse out in East mm-hmm. Hampton. It seems like they figured out some yeah, way like to a, really like, kind of get it done. There was, towards the end, there were some people were, were figuring stuff out. But, right. Um, but speaking of starting anew, we're actually hopping past the holiday season for the Tasty Tuesday segment. We're talking New Year's Eve uh, at the Graceful Rose in Port Jeff. You guys have to enlighten me, because I'm sadly ignorant of about the Graceful Rose. Adam, What is what is it? Uh, Graceful Rose is a catering hall. That okay. was uh, closed for a while, and she asked if we would be interested in doing a New Year's Eve party. So I reached out to. Is her name Rose? Uh, 
Maybe Tom yeah. can help me with this. It's actually <clears throat> yeah. the grandmother, right? <clears throat> the grandmother, yeah. Yeah, the, the people. I went to high school, actually, with the people who own it. And um, Tell us everything. All right, well, Ma- Mary, her <laughs> mother, yeah. uh, was my first girlfriend in sixth grade. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I gave her an ID bracelet or something. She hit me in the I head love with it, this. You know, whatever. Serious. And then uh, fast forward, um, she married uh, a, a, cla- a guy who was a couple years older than us, but went to the same high school, Richie Morrison, who was a big physical fitness guy. You know. Um, anyway, uh, they got married, and, and she bought a lottery ticket. I guess it was about... 15 years ago and hit for like $280 million. And so uh, they became, you know, wealthy. And, and her husband actually called me up, Rich, and he said, listen, you know, I, I got this money. I, I can do anything I want now. I always wanted to open a restaurant and I always wanted to write a book. I said, well, I know a little bit about both of those. Yeah, yeah, you uh, do. My advice is take an aspirin, lay down in a very dark room and wait for the feelings to pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't do it, dude. That's so Don't funny. Don't do it, you know. But they did, and uh, whatever. I mean, it, I guess it worked out for a while, and then it didn't, you know, like some restaurants. Right. Uh, well, many. Um, yeah, and uh, so anyway, now they have it as a, a catering place, and uh, they asked us to do this party. That's a beautiful name, by the yeah. way. Rachel so, Rose. It was named after his mother. It's, oh, right, right, right. It's on right. Main Street in Port Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. Where, where, orient me. Like where we are so, on the we're on the main drag. It's uh, overlooking the water at the very end when you get to the bottom of the hill. It's on the okay. west side. West side. Of the you make kind of like west of the ferry. Yeah. where that? Yeah. Um, I feel like I went there once. It, did it used to be called something else? No, no. no what's the, is there it another was, restaurant? Was, yeah, they, right they had by a, there. Well, they I think they sold it and it, like and a big one. An Italian restaurant or something. Well, if you make a right, there's a big catering hall. But this is a small. It's about a hundred seats. When you get to the bottom of the hill, you get all the way to the end, and yeah. you're looking at the water, and you see the ferry, you make a left, and then it's on the right-hand side. So it's overlooking oh, the parking okay, lot from the ferry. Okay. It's, you got so a view the, of the water. So on the other side of the ferry, I think exactly. there's also a restaurant. Yeah, that's the, the – there's a big famous catering yes. hall that's right on the water there. What's that's that pretty called? big. I can't yeah, it begins with a D. Um, I've been there. I met Karen there from, from Palmanach okay. once upon a time. And we had uh, uh, appetizers. So, so what are we, what are we, what are we doing at the Graceful Rose on New Year's Eve? You guys are both going to be cooking. Yes, yeah, we have a, a multi-course menu going. You know, as, as one does for for events like that. In fact, I just pulled it up here so, so we can talk about it a little too. bit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, oh, so yeah. Uh, we collaborated on um, I guess there's uh, four courses. We didn't want to go too crazy, but there's a choice of a couple appetizers: um, a buffalo burrata, a crunchy Asian noodle, noodle salad. Um, we're going to do a mid-course of chestnut and pear ravioli. The uh, main course, there'll be a choice of a butter poached lobster or a Berea ramen bowl, which is made with uh, braised short ribs. Oh, I think you guys updated since I saw it. Because mm-hmm. it used to, did it used to be the Orchietti? We did update it. Oh, yeah, we had a, okay. <clears throat> we have veto power on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll that's cool. Right, if so we had a choice, ravioli. we'd probably keep changing it too to the last minute. <laughs> right, but now so it's out in the world, you know. Okay. But, but so, yeah, we're trying to keep it seasonal and and you know just like a, a good celebratory menu, you know. So so ravioli, what kind of ravioli you said? Chestnut and pear. Oh yeah, Sounds very familiar. nice. <laughs> On an open fire, and then uh, what do you have for dessert? Um, I'm going to do a pear blackberry cobbler in a mason jar. So I'm oh, going to make yeah. a uh, um, actually orange cornmeal biscuits and kind of crumble that on a on a cobbler. Oh filling. my gosh. Um, so I got I got to tell you, you know, uh, this is kind of being billed as like an OG NYE because Michael and I have uh, have cooked together on and off for probably forty years. I, I was going to ask yeah. if you mm-hmm. could if you can enlighten the audience about your your professional relationship uh, going back through the decades. Yeah, I, I can. Well, I, I'll start because um, you know Michael and I worked together briefly in this pub in uh, in Huntington and. Um, it was funny. We were both cooking kind of pubby style things, and there was a couple of restaurants. There were seminal restaurants in the evolution of fine food on Long Island. One was Zangi's in Glen Cove, and one was Mirabelle Guy Rouge in, uh, in I guess it was St. James. And then they had uh, Starbucks started to come around here in in West Hampton, yeah, right around the corner. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. And that's the like the Adam really. Lovett connection, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Even before then, these okay. Starbucks yeah. in West Hampton. But then Michael opened up this jewel box of a restaurant called Mill River Inn, and uh, he was doing great work over there. And and you know we were like I said, we were both kind of pubby cooks or whatever. And I remember going there to eat, saying, 
oh man, I got to up my game here. <laughs> this yeah, is we, we knew great. That too. So, so I started with Michael in 1989, and oh. I and I met Tom at Mill River when I was 18 years Stop old. Stop it. In 1989. Okay, so that's before Starbucks then. Long, uh, four years before I started at Stars. So Tell us I was more. an 18 year old busboy working for Michael. Um, going to school for elementary ed, and then I worked at Mill River and decided that I was going to be in the restaurant business. That restaurant inspired me to do everything that I did. And Tom would come in, because I think he was at 107 Forest Avenue at yeah. the time, and um, the rumor was that he was coming by to steal menu items, not knowing <laughs> that these guys were like old friends. But <laughs> Willie would say, oh, that's Tom Chadal. you got to keep an eye on him. And we didn't even know that they were friends. And, Don't uh, give him a pen. That was, that was he. And then years later, I was at Focaccia Grill, and uh, Tom was buying uh, picks to play guitar, because there was a, a guitar yeah, store guitar in, the, yeah. in the strip mall in Wanta. And then Brian was like, oh, my God, that's Tom Chadal. I said, I met him. I met him at Mill Mill River. I'll introduce you to him. And then years later, I sold wine to him. But uh, I've always stayed friends with Michael. Michael was good friends with Star. So when I started working for Star, Michael would come out there. We would go to Stevens Talk House. And Mm -hmm. um, I think he might even crash by me one night. Yeah, no doubt. That's the industry. Those were fun days. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that about the restaurant industry. It's, it's, you know, the East End, Long Island is a small world, but... the, the. the restaurant industry is really like it's an extended family. Yeah, and you really you get to know people and you see them. You know, I, I like to call it the East End Shuffle. Just at large, you'll see people popping up in different places, but uh, it, the industry is it's different because it's it's really cool. It's cool to see uh, folks through the years and through the restaurants uh, developing. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's almost like being at war. You know, you make these war friends. You, you just, they <laughs> oh, got your ex- back. It's, you, you know, it's exactly, you. <laughs> it's exactly like being at war. Totally. And and it, it, for, for folks who want to learn more, uh, Tom's got a new book, uh, the sequel to Playing With Fire, right? Yeah, yeah. Which we, we that's what we spoke about the last time we had you on. Yeah, Second Great Helping. Great book, Second Thank Helping. You. Thank you. Uh, where can we find it? Any it's local? on Amazon. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it at Barnes & Noble. Um, they actually Ask your have local physical... bookstore if it's not on the shelves. Yeah, I mean, the, the Barnes & Noble out here in Riverhead has it you know, okay. on the shelf. Um, the have you done a are... signing? I, I I did a signing there, yeah. And you do sometimes you do signings at like Wines by Nature. Right? I've done that signing there. I've done signings at the wineries out here. Um, the, if, if, ironically, the Barnes and Noble in my hometown in Carl Place has completely dissed me. <laughs> well, I hope maybe, they come. Maybe to they their heard sen- the rumors. Or I hope they come to their senses. It's never too late. It is the holiday season. That's bringing right. a, it bringing could be some that books. one incident in high school. It, well, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. So, Still makes those forty-five good. incidents yeah. in high school. And, and speaking of it, we, we, picture, we, we didn't mention we didn't mention <laughs> Chef Richards, who's also in on this, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, how how Chris came into the picture? Chris is a former chef at Paces. Uh, right. He was uh, he owns uh, CJ's in Manitoba, right in Manitoba, which is uh, where. Uh, Tom and, and my restaurant is uh, Amano. So we worked together quite a bit the last couple of years catering, and uh, we're going into business at East End Events. That's his catering company. Um, and he's got a – he's worked in Port Jefferson. So, so will you mo- will you fold in your catering company? What, uh, what was I, it I want to use the uh, – well, by-hand catering is done yes. out of Amano. Okay. And then um, East End Events is done out of CJ's. And I'll be taking that over, and then he'll be working with me. Got but it. But he's going to stay on. We're, we're keeping all the same staff. Um, and we'll just work together. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah between the two companies. Um, but yeah, we worked together a lot this summer. It went really well. He's a great guy. He's got connections to Port Jefferson. In fact, I met Dawn, the granddaughter, through through Chris. So he he gave me her contact, and I said, Tom, I'm going to look at this place in Port Jefferson called uh, uh, Graceful Rose. You know anything about it? And that's when he told me the story of his first girlfriend in sixth grade. So it came full circle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chris was the one that put us to, I love in touch. It. I'm very excited. All right, so uh, where can folks go? You know, if find... I'd only waited another 47 years. <laughs> <laughs> where can where can people go to find out if they're they're looking to uh, plan ahead, make their plans for New Year's Eve, and um, and and to also tell us, you know, how how the night, how the evening is going to go. So it starts at 8:30. It's going till 1:30. We have a live DJ. We have these three great uh, chefs doing their own courses. Um, it's really food driven. So I had someone ask me yesterday if this was going to be a buffet. It's the opposite of a buffet. This is a Sit fine down. dining New Year's Eve dinner. Oh, this sounds right up my alley. Live music. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, you know, 
you might want to take an Uber, but it's not that kind of party. It's right. going to be a nice, tasteful, f- fine dining. Yes, yeah. these guys don't do anything but fine dining. Oh. my my catering has always been trying to get my service to match up with the, the culinary uh, expertise of uh, Tom and Michael. So that's if I can find a babysitter, I'm there. There you but go. So where where can we go to uh, find tickets? Eventbrite. Okay. So we have tickets for two twenty five. That's uh, open bar. That's the full menu. And then we also have uh, 175, which you can go to uh, just tickets at the um, – that's just uh, the bar without the menu at okay, the bar so, or the cocktail So what do we look up – what do I look up on Eventbrite? Do I look up like Graceful Rose? I think Rose? you can go to Eventbrite and then go Graceful Rose and, and then it what, should pop right up. Oh, I got a Graceful Cuddle Workshop. That's the first thing that came up mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> We're not doing not that. that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, one, not no one told me about that. Yeah. <laughs> No graceful cuddling? Oh, my gosh. All right, maybe if I do graceful rose, like, New Year's Eve. Let's try that. Are you in, you're in Eventbrite? Yeah, I'm just like, you know, so people know. Yeah, okay, let's see. Okay. Wait. You got it? No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to find out, and then I'm going to let you know about I it. I have a link on my uh, Instagram chef's page, which is oh. all chef life. Oh. A-L-T- uh, chef <laughs> dot life chef and, um, and I did I did put a um a link on there and I think we'll we'll start putting the links up probably on the social media and yeah and it, uh, restaurants it's on and, um, um, Amano's uh, social media because it's being done through Amano by uh, hand at Alt Chef Life on Instagram well, that's just that's my personal chef page on Instagram. but you have but, like but the, but link I have right the link on, in the bio yeah all right so yeah. so before I let y'all go which this has been so fun and I want to do it again. Uh, Chef Meehan, tell us about the track we're about to hear. Right. So, um, again, it's from the, the Lucky Ones EP, Angel Midnight. And um, I'm picking a, a, a track called Another Prayer, which, like I said, really shows off uh, Brian Ritz pedal steel playing. We have Mike Lucci on most of the other instruments. And um, we're, uh, we're actually all going to be playing this Saturday at the New Moon Cafe. Oh, nice. In Hampton um, Bay. He's Quag. Oh, he's Quag. Sorry. And they're, they're doing a Neil night. So we're doing like a Neil Young tribute. Stop so it. I, got, I got invited to do a couple songs there. And every Sunday, these guys play as the house band, along with uh, Sean Barron at um, an open mic where a lot of local songwriters show up every Sunday late afternoon and do a, an open mic at right, New at, Moon Cafe. Right, at, so, at New Moon. <laughs> that's so, yeah, a great that, place that's all kind of tied in yeah mm-hmm. love it but anyway this is called another prayer this too you're listening to WLIWFM the Heart Morning and Midnight Show recorded live from the heart of the East End the WLIWFM uh, studio in Southampton New York this was the Tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Southampton Arts Center featuring chefs Michael Meehan and Tom Shaudel and restaurateur Adam Lovett ahead of their New Year's Eve um, fine dining celebration collaboration with Chef Chris Richards um, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to WLIWFM news you can trust, music you love. Me another place. Blue stars are fading. Send me another prayer today. Lost destination Sing me another hymn of praise And I'm already gone to the other side And it's already falling away And the place you arrive when you see clear through the miles
Here's here's Satchmo. This is Louis Armstrong, Gordon Jenkins, and his orchestra. It's the lucky edition of the Heart Morning and Midnight Show on WLIWFM. Up in the morning, out on the job, work like the devil from my bed, but that lucky old. Sun has nothing to do but roll around heaven all day. Us with my woman, toil for my kids, sweat till I'm wrinkled in gray. While that lucky old sun has nothing to do. But roll around heaven all day. Good Lord up above, can't you know I'm pining tears all in my eyes. Send down that cloud with the silver lining. Lift me to paradise. Show me that river, take me across, and wash all my troubles away. Like that lucky old sun, give me nothing to do but roll around heaven all day. Take me across and wash all my troubles away. Like that lucky old sun, give me nothing to do but roll around. Be happier 